Hello and welcome to the Five at the Back Soccer Podcast. I am Charles here with Skiff, Eric, Jen, Christian, and no Scott. We're missing Scott this week. Uh, I we we're not a hundred percent sure what Scott is doing at the moment. Uh, we've had uh, different you know, rumors come across the board. One that he's working really hard. Uh, he's got a bunch of extra work he's got to catch up on. One is that he's on his way to the beach. Uh, another is that he's on a flight to London to have a personal meeting with Levy uh, to ensure that Martinez comes through as the man- next manager. I wait. I think I think there's breaking. I think I've just heard that he's on his way to Paris. Oh, something about Pochettino. Is he switch? He's, he's switching teams. I'm not sure what, what it is. is. He's going to become a PSG is? fan. He's uh, got his uh, "I Love Pochettino" notebook with all of his handwriting since Pochettino left. Just recorded to, to hand it to him and say, "Come home, Daddy. Come make us great again." <laughs> all his various love sonnets. And... That's probably what it is. It's a bunch of sonnets, and that's what we're all we're so excited to hear them. All right, so we've got a uh... great. Great episode. Great episode coming up. We've got a great episode, which has some unfortunate, unfortunate topics that we have to talk about. Um, but yeah, no, also we've got we've got a lot of really good stuff we're going to talk about this week. Um, and I, I, he's chomping, absolutely chomping at the bit to get this stuff off his chest. So I'm just going to go ahead and toss it over to Skiff and let him get his blows in about the uh, the Europa League final, which took place yesterday. Skiff. The only thing that blows is David De Gea taking penalty kicks. I'll tell you that. But seriously, remember back in March or February when all of you United fans were saying, enjoy Europa, enjoy whatever scumbag competition that Scott's team is going to be in, and you're just running your mouth. Oh, you've lost six games at home. You can't win at the infield. What do we do? Just roll out 24 out of 28 points to finish third in the league. And what did you do? You kind of like slow rolled yourself into second place and then lost in the finals of the Europa League to Villa Real, who's seventh place in the plumbers and the farmers. I think they have Alberto Moreno, who used to play for Liverpool, that dude's on roller skates. He's like sideshow Bob at left back. And after the game, all he did was say, you'll never walk alone. Screw you, Manchester United. It was one of the happiest days of my week. How did you guys feel about the game? You didn't make a Wait. substitution until like the 140th minute, and then you took off one of your best penalty kick takers. How are you guys feeling after that victory loss? So so just to confirm, so you're so Liverpool finished where in the league? We finished Surprising third. third. <laughs> okay. And United finished where in the league? How many trophies did you win this year? The same amount. That's Wait. all that matters. Zero. So, so you got to how many finals this year? Who cares? You uh, didn't win anything. What? We didn't win what? anything. You seem to you be seem to be going down a, a peg stage. right now. How, how many semifinals? <laughs> did you make any of those? Did, did you have the chance at winning anything? Did you have a chance at winning anything? Yeah, we made it to a final. But you of lost. an actual so you tournament, it's, it's the Europa League. That's yeah, it is easier competition. So, it was so as we're moving, so as we're moving out of COVID, like I can tell that nature is healing because <laughs> Liverpool fans 
are only taking their joy because United didn't win a trophy. This is how the world revolves. <laughs> Liverpool don't win anything. United get to finals. United lose occasionally. Liverpool fans celebrate like they just won the Champions League. Nature is healing, ladies and gentlemen. Nature is healing. It was it was nice to see that there were two players on Villarreal who uh, who finally won a trophy after uh, many many years uh, sitting on Spurs bench not to win a damn thing. So you know, congrats to them after their after their suffering, they finally came oh, through poor thing. and were able to win something. But yeah, the game the game was tough to watch. Uh, for a lot of reasons, um, uh, Conte had the uh, not Conte. That's not right. <laughs> um, he plays for Chelsea. Not, not him. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The, the Villarreal sat back and they absorbed and they knew they you yeah, know they positioned themselves in a four four two which is is well known to be very difficult to play through the lines and and to break down and and so he you know he played to the strengths of his team he knew that his team was never going to be the attacking force that broke down Man United over ninety minutes uh, and they were hoping to catch a goal on a set piece or you know something on the counter um, and their plan worked exactly the way that they wanted it to. I mean, they caught a goal on a set piece in the 30 something minute, not even hundred percent sure why, when, but uh, while, while they sat back and they let United dominate and United made a change in their normal formation. Well, not really a change in formation, a change in lineup, uh, which didn't fully make sense. They, they swapped out McFred for McPogba and took Pogba, who was flourishing on the left side, uh, able to create, able to you know get past players, able to work intricately with uh, Cavani and with Bruno, uh, and they put him back in defensive center mid, where he struggled uh, and has struggled for quite some time um, at since he was his return to United, um, and expected him to just you know basically turn out a, a World Cup masterclass didn't happen uh and the, it's not surprising that it didn't happen and then additionally he takes the, the i mean he goes for the i guess i don't want to say seniority because he's not one of the senior players but a player who has played in you know most of the manchester united matches for the past few seasons and plays marcus rashford who is obviously not at 100 percent. the man needs a break the man needs to heal and I mean, realistically, in this situation, he's got to come off the bench. I mean, they it should have been a lineup that played McFred in in the double pivot in the back, Bruno at the ten, and then Pogba out on the left with Cavani and Greenwood uh, supporting him as well. And then you can bring Marcus Rashford on in the seventy fifth minute to ch- for a change of pace, and he can play a limited you know selection of time at a very very high level, and also that gives. You know, that shakes up the, the Villarreal defense. And, you know, maybe if, if he doesn't work, we also had Dan James that could have come in to break, you know, put put the ball behind. His speed will always, if it, even if it doesn't yield in Dan James scoring or Dan James getting a perfect cross, uh, what it can do is unbalance the defense by stretching that outside back out even further and creating more passing lanes in the middle, which is, you know, I don't know, smart. It, it was extraordinarily frustrating uh, as... 
Skiff kind of alluded to, there wasn't a, there wasn't a substitution until the first overtime period. And nobody understood what they were, what, what the substitutions were doing. They didn't, they didn't make genuine competent sense. Um, you know, the, the only reason that Juan Mata came on at the end was because it was obvious that Solskjaer was playing for penalties at that point. And at that point, like, why are you giving up? Like, why, why are you fighting to, to play penalties? Especially when you have a keeper who is not well known for stopping penalties. It's just, it just didn't make sense overall. And it was extraordinarily frustrating. And am I, am I in the Ole out crowd? No, far from it. There's been a significant improvement under him. Um, I think he doesn't have the players that he needs to genuinely compete for a title. Um, and I don't know what I, what I, what's really hard to judge is whether or not he's actually getting support from the board, from the, uh, from the owners to make transfers or if he's not putting up a fight in the way, you know, he's not saying he's not demanding the, the backing that he needs. Uh, mm. And that's going to be put to the test this summer. I think he is demanding it. Straight after the game yesterday, he said, we need, we need new players. Straight after the game. I hope so. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's with his, the way that he talks to, to media and the way he is on TV, it's really hard to tell when he's, whenever he's really angry. And, and maybe that's just his demeanor. Maybe that's his personality. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't show how angry he gets behind the scenes. But, you know, this is the time when I, when I want my manager to be p- absolutely pissed off. And, and, you know, outwardly demanding things to, to compete because that's the, the culture at United is a high demand and competing at the highest level. And right now we're not getting that. Christian? Nature's, nature's healing. United fans have spent tons of money over the past three or four transfer windows and they're still complaining that they don't have good players. That's, that's, in, that's factually inaccurate. We haven't spent tons of money over the past three or four transfer windows. If you go back and take a look, the net spend with our sa- player sales oh, and everything oh, like that. Christian, is... Christian, net spend, net spend, Christian. I'm with you, Skiff. Skiff, I'm with you 100%. Net spend. <laughs> Christian's favorite thing in the world to throw in people's faces. Net it spend is. It is. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I agree. So, but we, we spend what we generate, right? So we earn it and then we should spend it. Yeah. We can spend what we generate. I don't think we do. Right. Exactly. But yeah. So yesterday's performance was just a disaster from, from start to finish. Yeah. 100%. That's, that's all I want to say. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's my analysis done for the night. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, everybody. So, as just as a, a neutral observer, I thought it was really cool that it went all the way two keepers taking it like that was kind of cool are you a neutral observer yeah i mean i didn't really like of the people on this pod i would say she's the closest one to a neutral observer in in a game like this yeah well i mean like i wasn't i wasn't necessarily no i know (laughs) we know eric (laughs) so anyway um as a somewhat neutral observer fine i'll qualify it um i thought it was cool that it went all the way you know i mean to the 11th you know, man taking PKs and yeah. Anyway, and so in, that was in my cool. in my limited time watching. I've never seen it get to the goalie. I've never seen that. It would have been really interesting. Uh, had De Gea made it, and we start 
they start the the circle back all over again because uh-huh. they just go back through the the same eleven they all do. over again. And then, so, and then Lindelof would have lost it for us. So you know, in in the in the last World Cup when England played Colombia and he got to a penalty shootout, I was with my friends uh, in a bar, and uh, so I went to the bathroom during the penalty shootout because I said I've seen this before. I know how the movie goes. I don't need to watch it. So, uh, so we won. So after yesterday's penalty, my one of my friends who was with me, he texted me and he was like, "You didn't watch that in the in the in the bathroom, did you?" I was like, "No." He said, "If you had gone to the bathroom, you'd have won." All right. Well, now we know why we lost. Thanks a lot. Sorry. Chris. <laughs> Sorry. So over the last five transfer windows, Manchester United's net spin has been 610 million pounds. Over 100 million pounds on average net spend per transfer window. That's a lot of money, Charles. That's also not true. Yeah, it's also not true. So over the last five windows, 610 million net spend. It is true. Okay. We we earn that much in a week, so... (laughs) Just saying, it's not like you're not spending money. Right. So, okay. Maybe so, not spend wisely. Can we go with, can we definitely agree well, with that? Well, that's 100% sure. So this <laughs> January, we didn't buy anybody. Right? Yeah. Correct. All right. So last summer, we bought whom? Van de Beek, Diallo, Tellez. That's Tellez Yeah. All right. For how much? 92 million. All right. Is that pounds? Yeah. All right. And then in the January, and in the January we bought Fernandez. That was it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, the summer, summer before we... you bought Maguire, Juan Bissaka, Daniel James, a $13 million loan fee for Igalo. And you sent out Lukaku. What right. is he doing? So now Lukaku and Sanchez and Ashley Young and so, so I'm not sure where this 600 and, million yeah. pounds thing is coming from. No, it's, there's no way that that's accurate. It do, that 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 might be the total spend. That might be the amount that we've outlaid, but it doesn't include the uh, players that we've that have gone out. Okay. You might have paid Sanchez's salary, but you didn't get a fee for him. Oh. Uh... All right, so moving on. Champions League <laughs> final this weekend. We Who have cares? the mighty we have the mighty blues versus the mighty blues. Blue, I think blue, we need to I think we need final. We need to differentiate though between um like picking with our head versus picking with our heart. Like as far as who are we pulling for versus who do we think is gonna win? Are you specifically talking to me? No. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I'm talking to. I'm talking for myself. They are not the same answer. Well, so, I mean, it brings up an interesting thing. I mean, because you know, there's there's who we want to win versus who we think actually will win in a mm-hmm. lot of sporting contests. So, I mean, realistically, there's all of us. I don't say I shouldn't say all of us. Many of us, I believe, all want the same team to win. Um, but at the same time, we can be smart enough to understand that they probably will not win the game. Uh, but I, I will be. I will be very. You're talking to me too, right, Charles? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I. It would not surprise me if this if this game goes into extra time. I think that there's. I think. I think Tuchel is tactically smart enough to position Chelsea for 
a, <laughs> a, a basically a a drawn out game that will a be forced into exit time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think so, Chelsea? Do you think Chelsea's God. attack can keep up with them because they've been uh, not in form recently with the attack? Yeah, that, and that's and that's what I say. I mean, so Chelsea's attack. It's not that they don't have the talent. It's that they haven't been firing right on all mm-hmm. cylinders and. It, there are certain days when I go out and I'll, I'll be watching the game and Chelsea's attack looks fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic. And they can break down anybody. Um, and there's other days where they look entirely inept. So a lot of it's going to depend on which Chelsea shows up and which players he decides to start. Um, I would venture to guess or predict that Tuchel will not start Pulisic. And that will be a massive, massive mistake. Um because I think I think Pulisic is probably one of the more dynamic players from a movement perspective um, in in up in the attack, uh, and he provides a lot of uh, I mean a lot of different options and then creates a lot of lanes uh, with the way in, ways in which he moves throughout. So um, if he if he starts Werner, um, Havertz, and I don't know. Um, Trying to think of who Conte. else would play out on the on the right. No, Conte doesn't play up there, man. <laughs> we just we just want to say Conte over and over again. <laughs> What's that American yes. dude called? Pulisic. Pulisic. He uses him as like a super sub. It's weird. Yeah. Like it, it, even well, that's what I'm saying. I did that. I don't think that I don't think that Tuchel's gonna start Pulisic. I think he's gonna leave him off and play somebody else. Maybe he'll play. Um, What's that one guy's name? I can, I can see his face. I can't think of his name. The guy that came from Ajax. Uh, Ziak, yeah, Ziak, uh, yeah, Hakim Ziak. He'll start something like that and play Mason Mount in the middle. And I mean, I can okay. almost guarantee that that yeah, Conte will play in the middle as well. But um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I have a feeling he's going to set Chelsea up to not get scored on, not set Chelsea up to be on the attack and actually win the game. So our old friend Bill Williamson, as Eric likes <laughs> to call him, um, Bill Eric's Co- best friend. Bill Co- Bill Conley from ESPN tweeted out something interesting because um, he always sees the stats and already talks about data, right? Like, so I'm interested in that stuff. And one of the things he always says is regression to the mean. Like, granted, like you could have a great season, but if your underlying statistics year over year say that that's an outlier, more than likely you're going to regress to the mean. So when you look at Timo Werner at Red Bull, he scored 28 goals. His expected goals was 21. For Chelsea this year, he scored six goals. His expected goals was 12. So his expected goals in the last two seasons have been 34 goals, and he has scored 34 goals. So was he overperforming at Red Bull? Is he underperforming at Chelsea? Maybe a little bit of both. I don't think he's as bad as he's been at Chelsea, but I think he's, it's in his head a little bit at this point. Well, to be fair, he's, he's uh, shot it over the bar at least 48 times, so that's got to count for something. And maybe he's uh, auditioning to come play uh, American football. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe what's played. We defense. know people. <laughs> now the uh, the big question is, uh, how's Timmy Abraham going to play? <laughs> I, I don't know. Timmy Abraham's already preparing for his move to Spurs, so I, I don't think he's uh, he's too focused on the Champions League final at the moment. What do you think, Christian? This is just going to be the most one-sided. European Cup final that we've seen in a long time. Total dom. Well, since Barcelona versus United at Wembley back in back in 09. Yeah, see that. Yeah, I think it was 
I do not see Chelsea getting anywhere close to City, unfortunately for Kyle and all of you guys on the podcast. I think it will be easy, easy for City. Okay, now I but- don't see Chelsea lay, laying a laying a glove in City. <laughs> I just don't. Now, uh, now vote with your heart. All right. honestly can you guys really see chelsea getting anywhere close to the city team after are we still talking with our head or with our hearts are we still doing the head both both after city about two weeks preparation with the best manager since ferguson i can with the squad that he's got (laughs) i can only see i I can't see it going any any different than than City absolutely destroying Chelsea. I, got, I can I, see it going exactly like the game yesterday. Yeah, he did in the FA Cup final. And the, and the reason why I I agree with that is because of uh, I have two reasons. One is the match fitness aspect. Uh, they City took the last three league games off. They they right. rotated their squad heavily. That that can actually have a, a direct impact on focus uh, in a match, and so I think that there's the potential there that the city players aren't going to be up at a hundred percent. They're not going to be at that dominant force. Could they grow into it in the game? Sure, that's a hundred percent possible. Um, the second uh, part that makes me believe that they is I think Pep will start Raheem Sterling, and Raheem Sterling will be completely and, and totally ineffective against Chelsea. There's nothing to suggest. <laughs> That Pep will do a Gareth Southgate. Nothing at all. You don't think so? No. Pep, no Pep. way. All right. Pep is the ultimate mm. bottler in the Champions League at what? City. At City. Bottle. City. <laughs> at City. He the had a qualifying. The qualifier <laughs> at the end. Not <laughs> <laughs> the qualifier. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that Chelsea can play their game plan. I think that if City go up, that. Chelsea will have a hard time pegging them back. So it's going to be, it's going to rely just like the Villarreal Man United game, where if Villarreal slash Chelsea score early, then they can stay in this game. If they don't, then they could get their socks blown off them. All right. So Villarreal versus City yesterday. Did City put five on them? Yes or no? I meant United. No, I know. I know what you meant. But if it was City yesterday rather than United, Oh, the city, city, would, five the city would have taken them to the city would have right? taken them to the woodshed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But somehow you think that Chelsea will be different. I mean, the quality of players on Chelsea—they don't have Alberto Moreno playing left back. <laughs> uh, he wasn't <laughs> left back. He came on the bench, but it's also Chilwell. I mean, Chilwell's not not good. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I mean, it's the same thing. Is like it, if you stack up, you say that. City would come out and, and beat the pants off Villarreal, which I 100% agree with that. But if you put Man United and, and City on the pitch together in a final like this, do you think Man United have no chance against City? Absolutely not. I mean, I definitely think that we, we have the chance to beat them. I mean, we, not on your form lately, you you didn't. I you absolutely look, think we have the chance. Exhausted. Yeah, of course you we look, look exhausted because we haven't rotated anybody. We haven't. Plain and simple. We didn't rotate anybody. I mean, the only, uh, you know, the only person that was a change was the person uh, McGuire who's out injured. I mean, the the is, our is squad that, is depth that... has been a massive, massive problem. But I mean, we played City twice this year. We we beat them one of the times. So 
Yeah, absolutely. It can be done. What? I said it can be done. No, not you. Christian was mouthing something. We've played them four times this year. So we've beaten them once in the league. Yeah. And then we got beaten quite easily in the semifinal. Right. And then we tied Old Trafford. And tied Old Trafford, right. So, I mean, I still think we, we would have a chance. I think Chelsea has a chance. So I'm, I, well, I like it. I think it's going like, to be a not a big chance. Sure, not a chance. In a one-off game in a cup final, everyone's got a chance, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But not this side. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a dumb and dumber. Every, like, yeah. You're so telling you me this chance. Yeah. Chance. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right, so predictions then. Obviously, I'm going to go with City 4, Chelsea 0. 3-1, City. 2-1, City. 3-2, City with a late goal for City. It'll be tight. Okay, I just want to ask, do you guys all think it ends in regulation? No. Well, 4-0, yeah. City City score all four in extra time. I think it ends ends in the first half. It ends in the first... You think City just come out and blow their socks off? Just yeah. blow them away? Yeah. I can see that happening. Jen, prediction? Else? Jen, did you get a prediction? In? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say 2-0 City. 2-0 City. Sorry, Kyle. Now do, we, now, now do we move our predictions to predicting with our hearts? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope Chelsea win this 5-6-0, five five, man. <laughs> Come on, Chelsea. Uh, uh, I believe that uh, Timo Werner regresses to the mean and scores 15 goals in this <laughs> final uh, to match his, uh, his expected goals. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a blowout, just a bloodbath. An absolute bloodbath. Actually, you know what would be a lot of fun is if City did go up early. Like, let's say they go up by a goal or, or two and then just like Chelsea Knicks two in the last – like the last two or three minutes and they just crumble and you have that. Like you see Pep's face, like the eternal sadness of a, of his face, like the baldness, just, it just like, I'm oh. down for that. Like, I want to see the joy that he has on his face. Like when he had against Tottenham and then just when the bar popped up, just the, the eternal sadness of knowing all the oil money in the world can't buy you a Champions League title. That's what I want to see. Just the sad clown. How much fun would it be, though, if Chelsea won the game handily, say 4-0, 5-0, and every goal was awarded by VAR? I mean, I would take any of every those Every single one of them. <laughs> I just, just again, like to see, to see Pep's face after every single one of them. Three of them awarded penalties. Two of them, you know, goals that were, you know. <laughs> oh man. I would. I'd really like. I'd like the the kind of last dream crusher, you know, soul destroyer kind of moment. That'd be yeah. more fun for me. So a Chelsea blowout would be a lot less stressful for me, though. I will admit, I could use a, a stress-free game, you know. Because in the back of my head, I'd always be like, "This is something's going to go wrong." Like it's just that kind of year for me. Like something's going to happen. <laughs> is Mandy going? All right, Tran- Transformers hanging out at Jen's house right now, so we're going to give her a second to let that uh, 
Robots get reorganized. Guys, oh, bumblebees. <laughs> hanging. Uh, um, you good, Jen? Uh, no, uh, not quite yet. Uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll let her ask her question when she uh, rejoins us. Uh, I think she was. Uh, I don't want to speak for her. I think she was asking about the health and fitness of Mendy. Is he going to be ready? And yeah. I, I heard. I thought I heard Mendy, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure if that's what I had heard. She could have been asking if Christian Pulisic was on the Mendy. Probably. We need to get someone to edit this edit this podcast on a regular basis. <laughs> Honestly, these jokes are terrible. Hey, Jen, right. you're back. we can we can see you, hey. Jen. All right. So okay, yeah, and yeah, and the camera came on. So we're learning. Um, no, I was just gonna. Is Mindy gonna be back, or is Kevin goal? That's a good question. Because <laughs> if Kep is in goal, I'm feeling I'm I'm siding with Christian on the whole like <laughs> catastrophe. If Mindy's not if Mindy's not playing, then then Chelsea have no both. chance. Both him and Conte are back in training. Okay. So okay, good. Yay. Okay. Yeah. They should be good. They should be good. Speaking of uh Champions League, Liverpool back in the Champions League next year. Finish third. Sneaking in. Hey. Hell yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do, buddy. It's where they belong. Honestly, so, so I was thinking during this week, right? The northwest of, of England is, is really small, right? It, it's not very big. Area, miles, like 100 miles, maybe. Is there another area of Europe or, or the world, maybe, right, in such a small area where you've had so many successful clubs? So United, Liverpool, the two biggest and most successful clubs in the country, and now City. We'll include Everton in that, obviously. Is there another... Anywhere in Europe where such a small area has been as successful as the northwest of England? I mean, uh, London would be one. Milan, well, possibly. Well, so you would think London, but no. Ah! How close are well, Bayern and Dortmund? Oh, they're miles away. Oh, okay. like, very far away. Yeah, no, I, I can't think of... Uh, off the top of my head, just right. running through it. It's it's honestly it's crazy. Well, sorry to you, jump you, in there, skip and spot up. <laughs> no, no, you you can even like you can say what's the most successful. Like you can go down to city. Like you do city, so you say it's Milan because obviously AC Inner. I mean Liverpool, Liverpool and Everton, or right. Manchester. I mean you can I guess um, Madrid with Atletico and Real. But Real is really the powerhouse there. Right. Other than that, there's not a whole lot of cities that can compare. No. Well, I know all the London uh, listeners right now are like, oh, wait, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham. But no, not really. Only Chelsea have won the European Cup. Well, I, I saw... Both crazy... Manchester clubs are about to have won it. Oh, we'll see. Everton ever won it? Christian, do you know? No, they haven't, though. No. <laughs> Eric, Eric, shut that down. No, I got that. Eric, got wow. That. Eric, shutting that down straight away. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, you know, it, was, uh, it ended up being a crazy year. And so there's a couple of interesting things I saw that were tweeted out. Other than Manchester City, every team um, that have won the league, I believe it was, the year after, did not qualify for the Champions League. Like, that's a pretty unbelievable stat. Say that one more time. Yeah. So the stat, I saw it um, tweeted out the other day, and I, I, like, I literally could not believe that the tweet came out. Um, what it is is that every team um, that has been a Premier League champion has not qualified besides City for the Champions League the next year. United won the title in 11-12 and finished in 7th. Chelsea won it in 14-15, finished in 10th. Ever, uh, Leicester won it in 15-16 finished 12th Chelsea won it in 16 7 or 15 16 and finished fifth Manchester City obviously won it um in 16 17 and qualified but all of the all teams in the past 10 years oh, who have won the decade. Premier okay. League nobody has won has been in the Champions League the year after you, you see what happens when uh, when City and Chelsea City. start winning Premier Leagues and all of a sudden they can't uh, can't sustain it I mean they can't they can't do what United did so it is what it is I, I, so I, that, that joke I, was so good it froze skiff right <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, i think skiff's point was that liverpool did really well to get in the champions yeah. league this year and they did yes we did <laughs> and they did you know despite being uh near the bottom of the table before christmas they then went on a winning run that was unprecedented and when the league i know that was city <laughs> do you think there was another thing that was that was tweeted out you know was you know people going on about how this has been one of the worst title defenses you know ever da 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 and we were what 17 points behind we're 17 points behind city and yep. last year they were 18 points behind us yes so and everybody's last- like oh but laporte oh they had an they had an injury Oh, that made it so hard for them last year. So anyway, over the, last, over the last three years, City and Liverpool have the same amount of points. Yeah. So Skiff, Crazy. so so your statistic, your stat there was really interesting. The one about the the defense and how they didn't qualify for the Champions League. How many of those teams kept their manager that same year? So for United, we lost Ferguson and we inherited Moyes. Yep. Chelsea, what they lost? They, I think every, that was the year every they lost. single manager they've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Right. Yeah. C- City lost Mancini, right, and then got Pellegrini. Mm-hmm. Up, lost Pellegrini, got somebody else. Mm-hmm. Liverpool stayed with the club, obviously. Leicester got rid of Ranieri and brought brought in um... someone, someone from the streets in. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I wonder hey, if who that did has... they bring in? Sorry. I remember straight away it wasn't a good a good a good hire obviously yeah he's not there anymore yeah wasn't it um chris powell i'm just kidding oh it no. was the italian guy wasn't it what? uh ranieri so no, we won no. he won the league it so it's interesting like had, um, shakespeare appleton then claude poulet 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 who else? Well, oh, is that who they brought in? Yep. 
So when you said the Italian guy, I either think of like the the chain smoker guy that was at Chelsea. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, you're thinking of um, um... Conte, Ranieri. No, no, Ranieri's got glasses. No, never mind. I think it was. I know, uh, I know what you're talking about, Jen. I can't. I can picture his face. I, I can't think of his name. Ranieri, Shakespeare, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Appleton, yeah. Pule, Sadler, and and Brendan. Yeah. The um. So Shakespeare and Appleton were both caretaker, caretaker managers. Um. Puel was the one who was appointed full time, and then Stowell and Sadler Monica. were both caretakers yeah. as well, for one game. Um. Before Brendan Rodgers was appointed, so Puel is the one that's in between, realistically. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah, managers. I mean, yeah, it's so it's just an interesting stat. I th- I saw that there yes, there there is a lot of um there's a lot of good teams in England. One of the other things I saw that I thought was interesting, um, one of the the people that I follow on Twitter tweeted out. Um, he said, "City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. That's the big four. And then there's a pretty big gap to everybody else at this point, right? Like." Leicester, they choked it away. I mean, they've been up there, but they haven't gotten over the the hump. West Ham United. This was uh, one of the best stats that I saw was Leicester spent more time, more weeks in the top four this season than any other team by a long time. The last two seasons. Yeah. last two seasons. Yeah. And so they just absolutely choked it away this season. Like Tottenham's in disarray. Arsenal is in disarray. <laughs> West Ham United outperformed their where they should have mm-hmm. finished by 22 points. Like, mm-hmm. and do we see this gap between the big four get bigger next season? Like, was this the year where one of those teams could have gotten into the top five and it just expands? Or what are your kind of your your thoughts on that? Well, I think we've got a new big four. Essentially, is what what it no, is. No, we've always had this four. Yeah, I know, but so Arsenal. who's the fourth? United so, City, Liverpool, Liverpool. You're adorable. <laughs> City, City is the is the the new boy. Technically, okay. yeah. Yeah. United, Liverpool, Chelsea, City. Right, are the big four, and and okay. and Spurs and Arsenal are are sitting way outside the the those four comparatively and now and that's where the drop-off is i mean the closest team to adding in is lester lester so yeah Hmm. well uh, uh, we we talked about maybe giving some awards and i wanted to give one personal award out to a team this year and that was everton because every single week everton had a game in hand every single week (laughs) we said if everton win their game in hand they will be thus and such and guess what they never won their game in hand. So my award this year goes to the Everton Football Club for the game in hand award. <laughs> the Charlie Brown Football Award. Nice. I see. I see. You spent a lot of time making up that time. name. I am going to. I, I didn't know we were doing well. awards this week. I thought we were doing awards oh, next come week. Come on, we, we get a little preview. You know, get a little <laughs> feedback on our award. Okay, so everybody gives one, and then we'll we'll do yeah. the full on. Yeah. Okay. Nice. You gotta have an award uh, off the top of your head, Christian. I know you got some good ones. That English mind is just ticking I up there. I would, I would like to give an award. Uh, it's the the War of the Roses. So I would like to give it to Leeds for being terrible all season, <laughs> <laughs> for coming to Old Trafford and getting hammered six two. Absolutely, absolutely. 
back to I, nature healing itself nature yeah. is healing absolutely yes. <laughs> uh i would like to give the uh, the up and down award uh to one eric lamella who in uh one one game managed to score the goal of the season and get red carded in a loss it's fantastic it's fantastic is that, is that the lows. brighton player <laughs> future soon to be <laughs> Eric, what's your award of the season? I know uh, you love being put on the spot. It's your favorite thing to I do. I was uh, my favorite, right? I was uh, not prepared, but I was going to have something witty. I can't think of anything right now. But I'm going to have the comeback kid of the year award is Trent Alexander-Arnold. Because at the beginning of the year, he was out of form. He's you know tired or what have you. A little bit of a, a niggling injury. Okay. But he came back and he found, really found his form. And um, just today, Southgate, I think, put him in the, the supplemental squad. I mean, I don't know if he'll stick, but uh, – really found his form and kind of was instrumental in helping us go in that run. So I would give it to uh, Trent. Does this mean he's going to start coming back from his wing winger position? Uh, there's been talk about it. I don't know. They won't do it, but the fans have been chattering about that. But... Dan, what do you think? What's, what's your on the spot? Yeah, Eric, I agree. Like sometimes like if you, you feel like you could be a little wittier, if you had had some kind of like, I don't know, a bit of a head up, like heads up about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Like as far as one of the things that I really appreciated about this season was the fact um, with Leeds being kind of back in the thing, you know, like back in top flight and stuff like that was to see the impact that Bielsa had because it seemed like it was either going to be like feast and famine, you know, feast or famine for them. Like they were either going to do well or they were going to fall off a cliff. And so I thought it was cool that they did well and they'll be around next year. And so we'll see how that plays out next season or if they're going to, you know, precipitously drop off a cliff. So you also gave it a walk to Leeds? Yeah. <laughs> For a different reason. It's the same reason, really, they suck. <laughs> no, they didn't suck. They did a lot better than everybody else that got promoted with them. Last year. I'm just glad. Speaking of Sam which, going down again. on who's Saturday, Brentford is in the playoffs again. So who's who's winning championship playoff to get that third was spot? This, was this last year's semifinal, Brentford Swansea? No, because then one of them would have been promoted. No, was this last year's semifinal, oh, Brentford Swansea? Maybe I, I think so, right? I think so. And I think Fulham beat Swansea in the playoff. I mean, I could be wrong. Oh, look. Okay. But I hope that the uh, the Bees get promoted this year. We haven't had Brentford in the Premier League for a million years. <laughs> so it'd be nice to have another London team in their new stadium playing football the right way. Oh, they moved to a new stadium just last year. They did. They did. And, and Swansea's not even in England. So, come on. They're in Wales. Come on. They're, they're in Wales, right? Yeah. 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 So, playing their own league. Yeah. What, all seven teams about, uh, that, like, make up the entire little region, country thing? What? Huh? They're rocking the Umbro uniforms. When's the last time you've seen an Umbro uniform? I know, right? It's so cool. Like, that's a blast from the past. (laughs) Right? 
I remember those are our uniforms back in the day, bro. Like we used to That's jam so those cool. things. <laughs> I know. So, oh. uh, so Nike Nike bought them out and just let them keep them, bro. Still, no way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll go with the bees. Also, I, I've never been a big fan of the Swansies. I didn't like them. I don't like the Swans. Let's go bees. Sting them. <laughs> don't tell me that was a B. That was a very piss poor attempt at a B. Oh, oh my word. <laughs> so Chris, that was it was awesome. either that or a moose. <laughs> Christian, so interestingly enough, yeah, you are you are correct about last season's uh semifinal. It was Brentford and Swansea. Um Swansea won the first match one nil, and then uh Brentford came back and won three one in the second leg uh and moved forward onto the onto the final after that. Uh, so, so Swansea, Swansea absolutely does have a chance. Interestingly enough, in the championship final last year between Fulham and, and uh, Brentford, both Fulham goals were scored uh, in extra time. This game went into extra time at nil-nil. Both Fulham goals were sco- scored by a man by the name of Joe Bryan, uh, who stayed on with Fulham and you know in their ascent to the Premier League. Uh, Despite his success in that final, he only made 10 appearances this season for Fulham. Wow. Poor guy. Poor guy. Probably that, that championship final was probably his, uh, his, his best day of his life. Absolutely the best day of his life. So, yeah, should, should be, honestly, it should be a, a fairly good match. Um, I've seen Swansea in the Premier League, uh, so I'm definitely rooting for Brentford. Again. Eric? Sure. I'll go with Brentford. Sure. sure. Whatever. Oh, man. Well, they that finished was... third last year, so they're due. Like, they're due to get promoted. That, that wine is taking its toll tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, what do you think? I will, uh, I'll go with Brentford because I've never seen them in Premier League, so I think it'd be cool if they came up. Plus, it'd be nice to have a team that's just going to go right back down. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got two coming up there going back down. So. <laughs> Wait. Ouch. No, no. I, 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 Watford will stay up. No chance. Yeah, Watford will stay up. Absolutely. No, no. I mean, so next season, it'll be the, going down. It'll be Norwich. It'll be Brentford. Yes. And it'll yes. be Liverpool. He <laughs> 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 would have said Brighton. Then I'll be like, okay. Okay, fine. Brighton, Norwich, and Liverpool. All right. <laughs> so um, mean. Speak, speaking of uh, going down. Ew. Not in that sense, Charles. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> we've, got our, uh, we've got our relegation battle here for the pick em. Right? Pick em. Eric, you won. You're sitting right away. What, louder? What? Faster, faster and more intense. Come on. That's, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, I need to get my mind up. 100%. Um, and not an upset. We had Scott in second. He finished second in both fantasy and pick them. Womp, womp. I, I, I took the Liverpool route and finished third. Nice little comfortable third place. But the upset of the season with a gallant comeback, a roar from the bottom, an escape from the relegation zone. Jennifer Morgan, <laughs> finish fourth. Yeah. Great job, Jen. 
Nice. Congratulations. Hey, Charles, I thought we had like the exact same picks last week. I think we had three the same and then two. Oh, okay. you had the exact same picks except for one, which was enough oh, okay. to propel no. you <laughs> there. above Charles and Christian, who finished in last with 57. Sorry, Christian. <laughs> Wait, so does that mean that, that Jen got all five right and I got four out of five? Uh, she got four out of six and you got oh. three out of six. Nailed it. Yep. It's probably my best. Wait, week. how many did I get it? Uh, you got one. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. I think you're just making this up. I'm going to have to check. You picked Palace. You picked Spurs. Oh, no, you got two right. You're right. Sorry, you're in dead last, Charles. You suck. <laughs> Christian is Him? not in last. No, if he gets on one point, that means we're tied. Nope. You both had 57. Now he has 58. I'm Wait, gonna to, I'm going to have to check. The so I have 57 and you still put me at the bottom? Man, nice. So I missed the villa. Rough. I missed the villa. Pick on yours. That was my bad. Sorry, Charles. You suck. You're in last place. You're tied for fourth, Christian. Did uh, I did Thank well you. enough in fantasy. So. Yeah, you got third in fantasy, I think, right? It's good. Yeah. yeah. Especially considering I started off in like 27th. Here we go. Well, hey, listen. That's where City started off and they finished first. So you're no Man City, buddy. How did Man City start off in 27th when there's 20 <laughs> spots? Very carefully. Uh, very, very carefully. Now, now I see. Now I see that we're. Now, well, can we switch Skiff out of the math portion of this? <laughs> we, you know yes. what? At the beginning of the season, we will um, we'll, we'll draw or assign jobs for the next <laughs> You're the person who does it next year because I'm not doing it two years in a row, three years in a row. <laughs> Is that, yeah, definitely don't need to be the math person. Okay, fair enough. Like, I was like, have you, like, literally, but I took a second. I was like, has he really been doing it that long? And then I was like, <laughs> really? Scott's the other numbers guy. He should do it. Oh, yeah, I trust Scott with that. <laughs> Uh, it, Eric, like his segment on this would say like forty-five minutes. <laughs> each, each one of us would have a Pick'em XG, which would be really. Oh my word! <laughs> the expected Pick'em XG of Charles was three point four, but he's been averaging really two point five. He's been underperforming his statistics by one point two. But over the past three weeks, he's had uh... no. My mom beat me in fantasy. Jeez. She beat, she beat you, she beat Skiff, she beat Eric, she beat Christian. She beat me, yeah, she, that's for sure. Everybody she beat didn't beat you. Skiff. Skiff. Skiff got her at the end. Oh, did he? I got, okay. I got Jim's yeah. mom at the end. Oh, okay. No, said no one ever. <laughs> no. It was the standing. Well, that's a, that's a departure. It's usually mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. All right, so, so let's... Uh, Let's chat about some uh, some of the transfer rumors. The uh, the manager carousel seems to be heating up uh, even faster than the than the players. Like silly season. Wow, Zinedine Zidane officially leaves Real Madrid yesterday with immediate effect. Antonio Conte leaves Inter with immediate effect. Uh, apparently, uh, Inter is going to take on uh, Simeone Inzaghi. Uh, that deal, I'm assuming, is slated to be announced tomorrow. Uh, they already had their their man lined up. Uh, Spurs, obviously, they they ousted 
uh, their best manager ever earlier this season um, and are now flirting with uh, bringing back Mauricio Porchettino. Porchettino. Porchettino, man. But he's, he's hey, I, I like him he, as a person. When he wins a title, he can get off the porch, okay? That's, that's, that's the rule. Um, yeah. Sure. Who else? Okay, great. Christopher so I, I am going to enjoy saying this while Scott's not here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so in Pochettino's last season, the entire Spurs team decided that they didn't want to play for him anymore. They just did. They were like, this guy's taking us nowhere. We're going to get him fired. And they did. And that's what happened. I mean, Spurs fans and Spurs players can try and rewrite history. But we all were there and physically saw what happened. Mm. So they can try that if they want. But this will end up even worse than last time. I mean, last time they had no trophies but went to finals. This time it's just going to be a disaster. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen we've seen what happens when a manager returns for their second spell. Uh, Mourinho comes back to Chelsea, doesn't do well. Um, Zidane comes back to Madrid, doesn't do well. Uh, bringing Pochettino back is absolutely 100% not the answer, which is why I 100% support Tottenham doing it. Oh, for sure. 100%. I think it's a great move. They should definitely I, do I, it. I agree. Yeah. I'm here for this. I am okay, does, is Zidane done? Like, yeah. is he yeah. officially done. anymore? Done. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I mean, I know he's done, but I mean, do you think he'll manage again? Oh, yeah. Then? A couple. Of, I think he's going to take the year off. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think he'll be he'll end up being a managing position in a couple of months at most. Where so, somebody will come so, will come after him. So it's even more crazy um, because the manager of um, Lille, who I think just won the French league, right? He's gone. He's going to go manage yeah. nice, and mm-hmm. it looks like. Um, we just mentioned Zidane's gone. Inzaghi to enter is done. Um, Pirlo got sacked from Juve, and they have a new manager um, coming in. So, uh, what is it? Massa, Massa I'm going to butcher Massimo that name. Let, yeah, that guy. That guy's coming in. Um, just tapped on her. Yeah, you know, like, I know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the reason that Conte left, right, is because Inter Milan are super in debt and have to pay or sell eighty million dollars worth of players just to stay solvent this year. So that's why they're that's Ouch. why he's out. Yep. Yep. So it's yeah. uh, it's crazy. Why, There's uh, a lot of movement. Why would the manager of a winning side like Lille just leave? Is there some kind of friction there? He just proved his chops. He's probably going to be able to be make considerably. Bigger but is it a jump to a bigger team, you think? I don't know that Nice are bigger than Leo, but I think that from what I read, it's like mm-hmm. his um he's always wanted to join them. Oh, okay. It's Nice, by the way. Oh, okay. For for our French fans. That's that's nice. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't realize he was talking about the team. I right. just thought he was like <laughs> talking about something nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't laugh so I can't laugh because I I once called Leo Lily, so I can't yeah. say. Yeah, it. you did. <laughs> nice Lily. Maybe he'll take the job at reading. I mean, yep, yep. The reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Genie, uh, who looks like he's going to sign with Barcelona. The the biggest free that I see out there is um, the goalie from AC. 
Yes. Donna Rama. Donna Rama. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It'll be MVP interesting to see who takes him. Unless he was going to Juventus. Come again? Say that one more time, Christian. You broke up. Sorry, he's going to Juventus. You think so? You think? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought it was already announced. No, it hasn't been announced yet. Oh, okay. It's a good good spot for him. The, the The real question is, and and the the one that <clears throat> every Man United fan out there is is actively awaiting an answer to is, where is Cristiano Ronaldo going to land? Would he I come want back? Him back at United so bad. I want to see that. I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. He's he's still got enough legs in him that one season would be just it'd be akin to Zlatan coming in like. He'd do something with it. He wouldn't look poor. He wouldn't play every game by any means. But, um, I mean, one season wouldn't kill us. Would it win us a title? No, absolutely not. He's not coming in and winning us a title. No, 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 no. He would come in and win us a title. You think? 100%. Can you imagine what he'd do at Anfield? Man, he'd tear it to pieces. <laughs> this was the year to do it. Yeah, no. They're going to have their best defender back next year, Christian. The, that defense will be locked down. I mean, it doesn't even have to be our best defender. I'd take our second and third one. We'd love or to hell, our third and fourth one. We would love to see a third defender on the field too. We've uh, we've already made our signing first signing, Ibrahim uh, Kanate from Red Bull, announced coming to Liverpool this summer. So that'll be a nice little um, signature. We've got Kabak, who we had on loan. He will not be signed, so he is headed out the door. So getting defensive reinforcements in, we'll see what ends up happening. That I think that they might drop uh, old Joel Matip, send him packing, old Giraffe, send him back to the zoo, the Bundesliga, get him out, get him out of here. Good. <laughs> he, he, he looks like a giraffe when he runs. He's just got those no, he's long never, No, he's the, got that the guy's just never fit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Could say that about a lot of your defenders, though. And midfielders. Hey, hey, hey. Who are you guys going to clear out this summer, Charles? Phil Jones. I you told sure? you, Phil's a Phil <laughs> you sure? Phil's United. Phil Jones's contract is officially up, and I, I think they finally will realize that they don't – it's not an auto-renew situation, that they actually – I don't think his contract is up. Please, God, let him go. He signed it till 2023, bro. It is, yeah, 2023. <laughs> it's not, not even close to being up. I, I thought he was on a one-year renewal. <laughs> no, heck. no way. Jesus. The first thing you type when you type in Phil's Jones contract is, how much would it cost to terminate Phil Jones? <laughs> <laughs> can't, uh, can't cost as much as Sanchez, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, don't, far away. don't worry, you only paid him four million pounds a week yeah. or a year. So, so in terms of United outgoings, probably De Gea. Good chance. Yep. What a way to end, though. Poor thing. Lingard. Mata. Not a lot of money coming in. So yeah. Mata will be free, won't right. But Everybody, you know. Maybe, uh, maybe Pogba, maybe Van der Beek. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I, d- I doubt Pogba goes. Uh, I doubt Van der Beek goes. Um, I think... Martial, uh, maybe. 
You'll see uh, Martial's a good option. Romero's out. He's he's gone. Lee Grant is moving into a coaching role. So we're, we already agreed. Our first uh, uh, incoming player is uh, Tom Heaton, goalkeeper. Uh, He's coming in and is expected to take the number two role. Um, He's coming back. Coming coming back back, from Villa. Um, What what about Daniel James? Like, no, he, he, he's a squad player. They're going to keep him. Oh, well, Daniel James him. on Sunday did probably the best, worst miss I've ever seen the player do from six yards out. <laughs> Trying to chip the goalkeeper from six yards out and then just putting it wide was, was impressive. Terrible. Anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. But at least... At least this year we have a, a, an actual greater hope of uh, bringing in Sancho. Although I don't know that we have hope of much much else as far as players coming in. I, I still do not trust the United leadership to genuinely go after the players we need. I, so I, on June 4th, Joe Glazer meets with the fans for the first time in 16 years. Yeah. So it would be really interesting to see what, uh, what lies he tells to the fans to try and placate them during the meeting. So, uh, so we'll see how the summer goes. But as you said, Charles, I don't expect us to spend a lot. Nope. Sancho's probably going to be the only one. No, I do think we'll spend, but... Not oh, I'm saying the, on, the only name. Like, the only big the only, name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll do another, like... Not that Van de Beek was a, a small name, but we'll, we'll do a 40 million pound or under signing... Uh, or maybe a, a few of them. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I really don't actually mind Ole building a, a very young side. Like, I mean, him bringing in Palistri and um, Ahmad Diallo, I don't have a problem with that because that it, a genuine sign of building towards the future is 100% okay in my book. But when you have glaring needs that you can fill with mm-hmm. talented players and you have the money to spend, to not spend them shows uh, significant just misunderstanding of what, what what you're doing overall and that's what united's leadership has been since the glazers bought him so <laughs> how about you guys or how about spurs let's ask that oh never mind scott's not here <laughs> besides that would, that would set off a that would set off a 30 minute spurs transfer talk trying. anyway so. okay so well all right well we can ask and we could just all weigh in on do you guys think kane stays no no. I think he's already signed for City. Eric? I think City as well. I said that last part. I still stick with it. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Jeff? I don't think he's allowed out, personally. I think he'll be around, but it'll just be really disgruntled. So when you when you say he's not allowed out, all I all I can picture is a sad Harry Kane standing at the front door turning around to Levy, being like, Daddy, can I go play? No. Oh no, man. That's, I that's, what, I, that's what I picture. I got him in the dungeons of the London Tower. Just, <laughs> hey, that's where we used to be head people, Kane. You're not leaving. <laughs> so, both your accents, Charles and Jen, very good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Anyways, we'll see. <laughs> see who gets, uh, gets moved out here. I think you should see one of Oxley Chamberlain or Keita leaving for Liverpool. I think that one of our defenders, probably Matt to believe Adrian's gone. He can go pound sand in the oh, yeah, Fighters yeah. league. Yeah. So 
I don't know. We're going to have to sell players. You could see um, what's his face. Uh, the, the Swiss guy, he could leave uh, Shakiri. Shakiri. Yeah. That guy or Rigi. Uh, I think he's out. So I think you're going to see a lot of potential turnover from the team here, but I don't know how much money they have to spend, which is ultimate. Who's that? Problem. Who's that guy who got injured early on in the season? Maybe he might leave. I know Tiago has been really good. You'll have to be specific. Yeah, Chago has been really good this last. The free, the the freeloader, the one who who fouled the Everton goalkeeper. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Listen, all of you United fans <sighs> have been whining, complaining about oh my my captain's out, my my center back's out. We've been so shite lately. Who think about that? We had it for a whole season. All of you on Twitter. Who's been whining? Tears, the crocodile tears. I've seen it all. We have, oh, we have 100 been whining, oh, and it's who's, completely justified. Who's been whining about Maguire? I legitimately want to know. I've seen United fans everywhere on the Twitter box just complaining like it's the end of the world. Who do you follow? I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> he 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 finds them out. Oh, okay. He searches Maguire whining. Or yeah, Maguire right. out. yeah, yeah. I mean, like 100 results. <laughs> Get living, results living rent free. <laughs> All right. So, so before the podcast uh, deteriorates into a slinging match, uh, let's have some announcements about what's uh, up and coming over the next few weeks before the Euros begin. Go right ahead. You know what we're talking about. Take it away, Christian. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> on June, good intro, Christian. On, right, man, you guys suck. So on June 11th, <laughs> Euros 2020 begins. So we have decided because we are so worldly on the podcast that we would invite guests from Europe to come talk to us about their teams and how they think they'll do and their key players who we should look out for who will be participating in the tournament and uh, their predictions for the actual tournament. So we're all looking forward to that, and I hope you are as well. So we we'll a... kick off... Sorry, Eric. So we'll kick gonna... off next week with uh, a Scottish guy and then a Spanish guy. So that's exciting. Honestly, one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is final is you know having. Last summer we had soccer, but we had soccer because we missed three months of the season during the the normal part, and which was really tough. Um, I'm excited to see summer soccer in a tournament style fa- fashion. Like, I mean, this is we missed out on the Euros last summer, and that was really unfortunate. And I'm really really glad that we get to see it this year. Um, and honestly, the Euros is one of my favorite tournaments to watch of all time. Uh, you know, overall. It, it brings about, like, to me, it has the same level of intensity as, like, playoff hockey. Like, playoff hockey, I've always said, is one of my favorite things to watch because it feels like the teams are going at it and playing for everything. And I feel too the same soon, way Charles. about the Euros. Too soon. My, my team went out too, Eric, all right? I, it, you're not the only one, all right? And, and Skiff, don't say a word. Don't, don't even <laughs> say a word. Like you, you beat the Florida Panthers. That's really not something you want to hang your hat on. All right, uh, all Euros, right. The like, Euros, like the, the point, the, the Euros is an extraordinarily fun tournament because the teams really, really do go all out. And it's it's fun to watch. It really It's exciting, exciting soccer. And it's a bigger tournament than the World Cup. 
a harder yeah. tournament. It's, a harder, it's a, tournament. a harder tournament to win in the World Cup. Okay, harder, I believe, but bigger, I... Okay. Not bigger. That was a misstatement. Okay. okay. So, I agree then. Okay. Harder to win. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. So, Eric, why don't you take it away for a little bit of uh, what in the world of football? Well, last week we uh, talked about the owner who substituted himself in, and then the next match he substituted his, uh, let's say, his unfit son and, and didn't do a good job. But this time we... Uh, we have a team called River Plate, and they are um, they won a Libertadores match with a midfielder in goal and no substitutes. And the reason why is they actually had 11 fit players, and they had a they had 20 players on the roster test positive for COVID, and they were out. Uh, four goalkeepers were on the roster. They were all out, and they had a chance to register their fourth and fifth goalkeepers, but were denied by the South American Football Confederation. They told them, no, you just got to stick with what you got. They stuck this midfielder in, in there. And they actually got the uh, they actually got the win two one and he was actually named the man of the match. His name is Enzo Perez. He did a great job playing goal. Only let one goal in, uh, stopped all the rest of the shots, and uh, led them to a two one victory. And he's a regular midfielder. So we got Allison heading goals. We got a midfielder playing goalie. I mean, wild. So that is. Um... I mean, you're bringing all, all, stories from all across the globe. Uh, honestly, that story from last week with the, the, the owner who subbed himself in and then subbed his son in. the Chinese in, league, yeah. That, that has, that's probably up there with my favorite of all the stories um, all, right. all time. And, and just, nope, it was, it, was the, it was the sex dolls, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I would have gone with that the one's been the best so you, far. You can pick that one, know. that's fine. But like, if, if you watch the video <laughs> of the sun and, and like him getting led on the field, it has, it has all the, it, like it just rings of Vladimir Putin like having hockey games uh, where he scores nine goals and, and whatnot. It just like that kind of, it just makes me laugh so much. So. Putin, this is Charles Reed speaking. Yeah. That was Charles Reed. He lives in Michigan. If hey, you want to hey, see KGB spies. Hey, hey, uh, Philip Doxing Skiffington. Uh, can you uh, can you relax a little bit here? You know, I was uh, I was in my backyard looking at the Ryan Belt the other day, and it was crazy. You know, just crazy to look at the stars. Oh well, it's been a fun week talking about uh, the end of the Premier League, Champions League preview, Europa League. We've, like Christian mentioned, we've got some fun guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. We'll be talking more about transfers, manager, carousel, the um, Euros. So we will see you all next week and up to three 